0: Welcome to Web3DWars podcast, where we have discussions with thought leaders, content creators, and those leading and building the Web3 space. Every conversation here is different, and I hope you will find it interesting and learn with me along the way. I'm your host, Chris Koronowski, and on the second episode, we'll discuss how we can implement diversity, equity, and inclusion in every Web3 company with Anino Emova, founder of 100 Women at Davos. Aino is working with women leaders, entrepreneurs, and organizations, designing and implementing entrepreneurship, leadership, and DUI initiatives. She's also an international public speaker on leadership and emerging technologies, as well as one of the top hundred women of the future in metaverse and Web three category. I hope you will enjoy our conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the web Free doers podcast. Uh, Today with me is Anino Emova. Uh, Welcome, Anino. Thank you for accepting the invitation.
1: Thank you, Chris, for inviting me. I'm really excited to be on your podcast. Thank you.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, So, Anino, today we will discuss uh, very important topics, in my personal opinion, in Web3, which is DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. But before we will get there, uh, I would love to hear your personal story. So, who you are, uh, what you do, and uh, what you work on at the moment.
1: Okay, who who am I? I'm just Anino, right? (laughs) Okay. Um, A bit of my background, which started from... um, economics in school and then into banking, corporate banking, working with big multinationals, um, lending, and then um, I felt at this stage I was in the UK, I'd gotten back home to Nigeria, I felt that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs were not getting finance to to grow. So I got interested in the the entrepreneurship space from the perspective Mm -hmm. of finance, how to finance. And I'd worked in several countries in Africa at the same time I lived in several countries. And I saw the same thing. So that led me to my doctorate, which was about um, how to get finance into entrepreneurs. And then I started running a um, seminar for women entrepreneurs on the side, seeing that they had issues getting finance. But it wasn't just finance, it was also, I found that there was a gap in terms of the management development skills as well. So mm-hmm. I worked to fill that gap whilst also you know, working on the side of, um, of uh, um, uh, finance. And um, those two came together, and I got very much interested in the space of women as leaders, both in entrepreneurship and especially looking at the finance side and the management development, but also um, in terms of in the corporate world, because I had been in the corporate world um, in my earlier career. That's where I started, and Mm -hmm. uh, that then led me to my work in, uh, in leadership. And of course, with the background of finance, there was always the issue of entrepreneurship of of when we had fintech come into, into the world, it was a way of having more inclusion. And then, of course, you can imagine from fintech into blockchain, into the applications, and then into the exciting world now of uh, Web3 and the metaverse. And uh, my work is still involved in diversity and inclusion. And particularly in the metaverse, I find it very exciting. Not just the space, because, but not just the work we've been doing, which is correcting you know, the issues in the workplace since the days of industrialization of, I don't know, 200 years ago, whatever. But actually um, now in creating the future, that is what is so exciting for me.
0: Amazing. Wow. That, that's, that's like your, your career is really full of in- interesting things, especially when you have even look at your LinkedIn profile, right? There is like a lot of things happening, which is amazing. And uh, so Web3Doers is all about doing and while doing, making also mistakes. That's also about entrepreneurship, right? So if you can also share with us, what was the one failure that gave you uh, the biggest learnings?
1: Oh, my goodness, I'm not sure about the one failure or as much as, you know, the, you know, the many failures and the failures to come. And I think that this is the thing very often, especially, um, you know, um, when we're going through the academic system, it's all about um, success, really, because yes. that is going to guarantee you to the next step. And I happen to be, you know, um, a good student. So it's all about um, in order to get next to the next step, you know, you had to succeed. And um, I think and, you know, I'm a bit of I have the academic background as well. So I think that that is what drove my thinking about the mm-hmm. things you have to do to get right. OK, whereas in entrepreneurship, there are lots of things that have to go wrong. So um, that will go wrong. So it's it's really about embracing that. And it's it is um, devastating many, many times. Right. But at the yes. same time, it's a process we have to go through. So there are many things. But I think that the learning, to be honest, for me is simply this, is that. Um, I tend to look at my own resources, my own self, um, thinking, working, looking at it, researching and all of that. But there's power in um, other people in community and um, that some of the learnings that you'll get are not necessarily from the textbook somewhere Mm -hmm. written, you know, that is actually from engaging with people. And sometimes those answers are not necessarily as simple as asking a question, getting an answer. You might ask five people and get five different answers. You might get a little bit here and there. So... I think that very simply, it's about not relying right on your own internal sources and knowledge, because it can be quite Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, disappointing many times, right? But knowing that, you know, you can engage more with people. And sometimes the answers, even if you're going to recreate it, will come from your engagement with people. So um, I'd say when there are issues, it's engaging more, listening more. And then i um, coming to whatever conclusion. So I think that's a real learning for me. And I'm still on that journey, by the way. I haven't perfected it.
0: Amazing. So I, I believe that it, this is also exactly what you teach on uh, entrepreneurship and leadership, right? Uh, so be open to other people's uh, opinions. Like uh, also make mistakes, right? Learn from those mistakes. So this is everything that you are also uh, learning, right? For on the on the programs.
1: It, it, it is completely. Um, because... Um, um my own nature is to be introverted right but Mm -hmm. when i went to work work, right um i started working in banking had to interact with businesses because i was interested right so it was a skill i developed rather than a natural skill but even more than ever i think that networks and community are more than ever more and more important in today's world, right? So certainly is that interaction community, you know, with people um, embracing failure. Embracing failure doesn't mean that, you know, you say, yes, it's fine, I'm not moving. It means that, yes, it will happen, but it's not the end of the world, right? So certainly about, um, you know, and also it also helps when you see people who've gone through other things as well, you know, and hearing the stories, not just the stories we see externally, but hearing how they went through that. So very important, yes, in terms of entrepreneurship, and then under
0: the leadership, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so Anino, uh, because you have like so many different uh, career paths in your in your career, right? So and I believe that people will be also interested to get to know a little bit more what were the events that led you to like some kind of aha moments to follow the web free rabbit hole, right? So somehow you decided to also <laughs> be in the metaverse, in the web three. So yes. can you also explain where did you have like this aha moment?
1: Yes, um, there were two aha moments or half aha moments. And then, you know, the bigger one. And it's as follows. It's, it's actually um, an emotional one, really. The first one, it had to do actually with virtual reality. And very mm-hmm. simply, um, uh, I know that um, a lot of people may know, but many may not know. But several years ago in my country, home country, Nigeria, we had a, um, an issue where uh, these girls were abducted, right? Um, and um, Call the cheaper girls from their school. Now, mm-hmm. um, fast forward um, a few years later, which was in, uh, at the UN General Assembly in, in 2019. And um, I was participating in an event that I was supporting. And mm-hmm. somebody came to us, to us and said, look, um, we have one of the mothers, right, who till today has not found her daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to bring yeah. her from Northeastern Nigeria you know, this is a woman who had been there as a farmer, small-scale mm-hmm. farmer, and we'll bring her to New York. And I said, how can you get her there? And they said, don't worry, we're gonna get her there, but one, what mm-hmm. I want to hear is that, can she attend this event that you're supporting? So I spoke to the organizers, they said, yes, you know, um, she can come, and they brought her in. Now, the one thing that had happened was that a young filmmaker had done a virtual reality film That had Mm -hmm. won an award and Mm -hmm. so we had this uh, mother who i related to just as any other mother sitting next to me and we watched this virtual reality film but it wasn't in virtual reality it was just a trailer and Mm -hmm. it was already moving a few months later i saw this um, uh, virtual reality film Mm -hmm. and honestly it just broke my heart because you were there and seeing what it was like to be in a small-scale farmer, as if you were in her with her mm-hmm. in her fields. And my idea of farming wasn't anything like this, right? This was really subsistence farming. And so it, it started from that virtual reality, right? Okay. So that was the first thing. Then I mm-hmm. met, you know, one of um, a woman who I believe is really um, she is a leader in that space, but she has a you know, a a, a very quiet profile. And her name is Mary Spayo. She's American Mm -hmm. of Ghanaian origin. She's a CEO of of Seek VR. Um, She Mm -hmm. was talking about this before Meta even spoke about it publicly. She's amazing. And Mm -hmm. um, I was on a panel with her and I was moderating and I was hearing about her work, which was fascinating. So those were the two little aha moments. But then, of course, we all know what happened once um, Facebook now became Meta right and that mm-hmm. really drove the attention and so at this point i said i'm talking about technology talking about women's leadership and diversity this is a time where i need to be present, and it's not necessarily for myself in fact it's not for myself it's because we can't get women in there if if people who are uh, intended to leave right lead in this area are not there mm-hmm. so that was it so two things and then you know the big big movement that happened in uh, 2021
0: okay wow and and then the decision was more natural for you when you saw those those two events happening right in your life. And then everything that was happening around metaverse was it was more natural or, or there were there was anything blocking you to start in Web3? or it was very natural to just just go to that direction?
1: Chris, this is a great question because even though, right, um, obviously um, a virtual reality, uh, mixed reality, et cetera, will be, um, become, shall we say, it will scale up really um, in the, you know, it will be the metaverse will really scale this up, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it, it, it became a platform for that, but there is no, it's not natural. And that is really the issue because if you don't come, if you didn't have that background, you sort of are aware of this thing, but the question is, um, how do I enter into this thing? And so all I would say it is completely, it was completely intentional, right? It wasn't something that came naturally. You had to seek, you had to engage, you had to be involved, right? And people like uh, Shelly Zandes, who's um, started bringing women into the web three, you know, as well was excellent and being present at places like that, right? So it had to be intentional you had to find out where and how, right? Mm-hmm. So that you could also share those steps with others. It's at an early stage, but we need to share that you know, awareness of how to enter into so it. So was, it was absolutely intentional and intentional, I have to yeah. educate myself, right? And I'm, mm-hmm. I am educating myself, yes.
0: Okay, yeah. And and so then you already, already said that you were getting a lot of advices from different people, right? So I would right. love to also hear like, what was one of the, you know, the most important web free advice or metaverse advice that you were received from from your network or from
1: it was absolutely educate yourself education, education. was you know, educate yourself and interestingly enough you know um and i, I will share that soon it's it's uh, one thing is that a lot of the um from the experts right very often or people who are knowledgeable is on twitter right and um yes Actually, I'm creating a list, so um, I'm sure that is closed right now. I'll open it so you know pe- anybody can can um, you know uh, can can uh, subscribe to that uh, Twitter list, right, so of certain mm-hmm. key, key people in the industry. So that was one, right? Um, I tend to be a reader, so I tended I tended to, and I am still reading a lot because the one thing that I should be clear to readers is that um, um, I'm so um, I'm so pleased to be on here, and thank you for the invitation. But to know that I am at the early stage, and we all are. Right, because people may think we're speaking to experts who know, we don't know anything. And and compared to what is going to be out there, we know very little, right. So we are all on the learning journey and encourage everybody to be on the learning journey. So we're still on this. And so um, what I think last week or so, I was on one of the Twitter spaces. It had to be, it was on a diversity one, which was fascinating. Lots of things were shared, right, as well. So that is the thing was, you know, educate yourself, um, go out there, listen, uh, participate, right. Mm-hmm. And, um, or, um, you know, try and also maybe put in some kind of search that would allow you to search on, on certain things that are coming out on, on LinkedIn, you know, following certain leaders who share a lot. I find that people share a lot. The experts share a lot. So there's always stuff to share. And what I do is reshare, um, re-share as well.
0: Yeah, I can I can totally relate with that. So basically, it's to follow the right people at the beginning, follow, right? And then the right also people learn, people your, people. learn yourself from the right resources yeah it. and and and, as you already said, there is lot already lots of uh materials out in there there to learn from right and then it. what I can also add from my side here, as soon as you will get enough knowledge it's also great to start creating content right and sharing the sharing your experience and your journey because then it's also giving you possibility to learn even more right because you want to create great content, that's why you will be even diving in even more right.
1: Chris, I totally understand, and why that is so important um, to say is because um, we live in such a knowledge age, right, that people feel right, or at least we're acknowledging, moving from that, we'll talk about that, but people feel that you have to have the knowledge and feel that you're an expert before you share, so it stops them from sharing, but we actually are in a creation age, right, and creation exactly. therefore means you have to engage you have to I and mean, the thing about it is in those days you'd say i'm, I'm a leader and i'm an expert because i have x and x you know background and therefore this is what i know but no now is to say this is what i know this is where i am right this is what i'm learning and i'd like to share with you and what is happening because um the other side of of, of content creation or creation is actually sharing so you feel that yes. and sharing and engaging so you see that people engage and share with you and you get to learn more right you get to engage and um, you get to know more as well. So create, be, be honest about where you are um, engage with other people. They will like, engage with you and then you know, it, it increases um, your knowledge. But I just like to add very quickly that um, the next step though, this is important that once um, you create, whilst you are, start by educating yourself, right? We would never stop that. The other thing is that you have to take some physical steps, right? And that could be um, a bit difficult for people at the beginning. I'm not sure, we probably will cover that later. Uh, mm-hmm. Some first steps you
0: need to take, yes. Okay. So we, we know already that you're very excited about the metaverse in Web3, right? Uh, is there anything else that as well excites you in terms of Web3 and blockchain technologies?
1: Yes, it, well, it, um, to be honest, is uh, a DeFi really uh, excites me, and that was almost my starting point from the perspective of the fintech and inclusion, and, mm-hmm. um, and especially coming from, from Africa and the issues of financial inclusion, money transfers and all of that, and I think we found out in a, a couple of difficult circumstances, even I think it was in Ukraine, I'm not sure, if Afghanistan, that that was a way for the people were able Right to transfer money, right in order to preserve themselves, right. So, um, DeFi I think is um, important um, because it gives opportunity to have a financial inc- increase, financial inclusion. So I'm really ex- excited about that. Um, I do work a little bit of work on the uh, on the payment space as well. In fact, I mm-hmm. did um, um, I-, I moderated a panel on um, on uh, digital assets, digital f- um, digital assets and um, digital financial services just yesterday at. Um, mm-hmm. Um, it was in kenya but um, I, I did it virtually as well so yes i'm interested in that uh, that space as well of course i mean with metaverse you know everything you um, you now start talking about you know all the nfts and all of that but you know i do like the kind of um, abstract physicality of it all it's exciting
0: <laughs> Excited. wow amazing and so we i believe that we both agree that they diversity equity and inclusion is very important in web3 right, right? so i have a question for you how do you see the implementation process should look like so every company in web3 or in general will will have this uh, day implemented
1: honestly chris first of all you embody that right (laughs) you are a case study you know um we connected because when you've done that that list of 333 um top Web3 web creators, you know, and I saw the list was fantastic. And naturally I just went into it. I, you mm-hmm. know, picked out the women I could see, counted, uh, highlighted it. I mean, it was such, you know, it was so fantastic on LinkedIn, the, the interaction of people's interest in, and all of that, right? So first of all, that, that meant we had to have the data, okay? Somebody had to, to get out the mm-hmm. data first, right? And then, but what you then did after that is that at the end of the day, the data was as it is. The 333 and, you know, uh, women were, you know, less than 10%, but that's the data. But what yes, you then did yes. was, I'm going to um, have a podcast and I'm going to have put a diversity, equity, and inclusion. The point about it is that it is intentional. That's the first thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What I think that um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, right, the way it's in practice now is because we're dealing with the past. Now we're creating the future. So it is mm-hmm. not something, right, that comes after. It's not an afterthought. It's part and parcel. So, founders uh, create, from the very beginning, you have to be intentional and say that if it doesn't happen, it means I'm actually part of the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So on day one, you start by saying, how am I putting in diversity, equity, and inclusion in this space, right? Mm-hmm. As a founder, there are many ways. It means that, you know, when you say that, oh, I can't find a woman in this, that, and other, for example, right, or, or, or a person of color, if you are, say for example, working in um, you know, in predominantly um, advanced country or, or white country and say, so you're looking for people yes. of color, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional, right? From day one, because the more you search, the more it gives opportunity, right? So very often we say, but well, I'm not enough in that space. Sometimes the reason why they're not in that space is that those who are in that space haven't found the opportunity to grow. But the more you search, the more you give opportunity, the more others will enter the space. And especially in web three, where most people who enter web three are not developers, right? They are not computer science engineers right those are the people Mm -hmm. who are developing the infrastructure right but like everything else the people who are going to develop the content you know the design you know you know the business they are not developers right okay so um that's not to say that that is not important it is important but just to say that there are so many other roles that are important so you need to start by being intentional right and saying that you're going to look for one thing that i think that some people um sometimes don't realize. And I, I did in one of my trainings for um, uh, VCs who were investing in, in, in women was we, we did um, this little thing and they were surprised at the end um, at the results. And all it, all it showed was this, is that our networks right tend to be gendered from the very beginning. From school, the boys play with the boys, the girls play with the girls, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you're in a science, really science-based, very often it may just be boys. So without knowing it from day one, right, those interactions with people you know tend to be more of one gender. So when you take that into the workplace, when you take it into the workplace that is is dominated by, you know, whatever, you know, overrepresentation, right, the mm-hmm. people who are closest to you, right, look like you, sound like you. So in order to, so you say, oh, there aren't any. So you have to reach out, reach out the women's networks, reach out to the networks of color, right? And say, yes. we're looking for A, B, C, and D And that's how you'll be, you begin to, to find that, right? So once you realize that, you know, the, the human beings way of making decisions, right, people has to do with um, those that they already know who are like them, that's where that could come out with. But we do know that data does say that, you know, there are, you know, much fewer women in certain fields. But the more we seek them out the more we engage the more as well it will bring more women in and as i say you know if you're one person wanting to hire one or two or three or four or five they're out there right okay <laughs> right so that's one thing put it in um, at the beginning and also for when you're um, a startup, of a small company choose something because sometimes it's difficult to do everything choose something we have a company tech company i'm working with they decided to start financing uh, women in university who are Women who didn't have, um, who were from um, under, uh, uh, they, they were from from income low income families, right? And they mm-hmm. did that. So choose something to do and do it well. Is, is the is the message?
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, especially what you said, it needs to be inten- inten- intentional, right? So the founders or, co- or co-founders should be leading that, right? They uh, should. They should
1: be leading I, that. Too
0: for example, what I'm observing right now at the moment on LinkedIn, I see huge possibilities and talent in, in exactly in Nigeria, where you are coming from. Uh, and there is a lot of content uh, writers that are inviting me to, to my network, and they're coming from Nigeria. So the talent is there, you just need to look and maybe, you know, uh, talk with, with people who knows more about those diversity, equity, and inclusion topics, right? So they can guide you a little bit more in the right direction where you need to look for specific people because the talent is there, right? Like I, I see a huge amount of great content creators and content writers just in Nigeria itself. So uh, so yeah. And same thing with the, with the woman uh, topic. We have already so many uh communities right around women that's true. a lot a lot of uh, a lot of projects are happening you're leading many of many of them but yeah like it's it's just you know being the, the if you, if, if someone would like to start uh, a movement like this it's just a matter of making a decision and then finding the right people who can guide you right
1: you know, you, you, you're right, that, that that is it, you know. And, and, I, and as we, we've been talking about, it's very much community, or when I say community, it's more to do with people, right? And yes. you need to reach out. And if you have the right intentions, it shows through. And, you know, people are ready to, it. people are sharing this space, right? And I think we need to take advantage of, of it. And I think it's reflecting what Web3 is about about it being decentralized, right? About it not being for one person, about it not being captured by certain businesses, although that's another topic we'll get into into another day. right? But um, I, I think that that's guides, what guides a lot of people who are in that space. So it's a perfect space to be able to reach out to people and to actually see that people you know, will respond. So um, that is the thing I think is absolutely yes. um, important to reach out, right? to do a bit of the research you'll see. And LinkedIn is a great place actually to see people's history. And the sort of do we doing
0: and yes yeah. yes i agree and i think that it's also about finding your why why would you like to do diversity like for example for in my case it started when when i was during studies i was part of one of the global youth run organization called ISEC, and the organization is based in 120 countries and i remember when we've been doing a conference in egypt uh, there was 800 people from 120 countries everyone totally different Right. And, and was, well, you were feeling that this diversity in one room, you know, and uh, yeah, just because of that experience during my studies, I knew that whenever I will be doing something in the future, I would love to always have diversity as the, you know, main, main principle, right? In whatever I'm doing. So sometimes also I've been finding the why, why would you like to do that is very important. Don't, don't you agree?
1: I, I totally agree. And now um, it's important because um, obviously, when we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, it means that, you know, um, as far as this is concerned, we are both interested, right? Okay. Yes. Um, but one thing that we, we shouldn't forget as well is that it's not everybody that necessarily has that interest, you know, overtly. Okay. Yeah. And th- those are the people that, you know, we also need to communicate with and, you know, for, for us to understand why should everybody be interested in it. We'll come to a day where. Um, diversity, equity, inclusion is not being spoken about because once you have that, it becomes normal, right? It's normalized. But the reason why um, it has to be interesting or important to everybody is simply because of this, and especially in this space, talent. Now I'm working with a company, right? um, Based in Nigeria and they are, you know, um, a tech company. And I tell you, they did not set out to do anything particularly international. Their work and their their um, geography was the country, and mm-hmm. they said, you know, um, they would move into other, you know, countries um, on mm-hmm. the continent once they had done. They didn't have any particular um, ambition, but you know what? Today, when you look at their developers, they're from everywhere, from Saudi Arabia, from Egypt, from wow. so South, South America, from South Africa, to here, to there, to everywhere, to the US, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because that is where the talent is. So the thing about it is that to get great talent, you have to reach out. And for those that don't reach out, and if you have any sort of ambition, right, you may find yourself losing out because you haven't tapped where the talent is. And where's the talent? As we talked about, it's everywhere.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, Especially also COVID, I think, started this movement of working with people remotely, right? So more and more companies are hiring remotely. And I think that also Web3 is kind of this, this kind of uh, mindset that we can hire from everywhere, right? Like we, we are the technology-based companies and we can hire from wherever we want. So it also excites me that, yeah, basically Web3 is just, just about diversity and more and more really companies are open to be spread around the world without any offices even, right? And yeah, they're hiring yeah. from different places.
1: Yep, I'm, work- I'm working for a company and they don't have uh, offices. <laughs> <laughs> and they pick big, they well. They have uh, their uh, monthly rate uh, of growth is I mean it's phenomenal. They don't have offices, physical offices.
0: <laughs> yes, so I'm also interested in how to, so how to start because I, I feel that right now at schools, right, especially for example in Poland. You don't have these topics about diversity. you are not learning about diverse diverse mindset like what need to be changed in different countries to be more diverse uh, like Polish is a great example. We are so close-minded here uh, that sometimes I'm I'm just you know very disappointed about Polish people. So what do you think like what needs to happen in terms of like countries level uh, so, we could be more open to diversity.
1: You know, the, the, and, and isn't this a problem? And without naming countries, we know some countries. You know, some big advanced countries where this issue of um, teaching and talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, or the roots of you know the issue has become a political thing, right? A political, mm-hmm. political, where it's looked at as negative, and it's become politicized, right? What we need to do is to depoliticize it and my own view is this the reason why we're looking at de and i overtly as a thing is because we are where we are today and it's something that hasn't been addressed um uh, previously now i mm-hmm. believe that when it comes into schools uh, starting from a young age right there is no need to there would not be any need to teach it as something if we just teach the usual human values right yes <laughs> okay because children don't see um, things like race and gender and all of that right until something around them now starts you know um, uh, getting involved in that so if, if within the education right you also have the sort of strong uh, diversity equity and inclusion within mm-hmm. the system right okay mm-hmm. within um, um, schools then I think that there'll be less there might be less need right okay? But having said so, um, when you go through the education education system, and and because of my field um, in in business, right, I feel that, um, and till today, the business schools, right, not all things are changing, but very often they feed into um, the corporate world. And I think that it's very important that these topics are central. When it comes to uh, that level, at and certainly, mm-hmm. at the business schools, it should be central because these people are going to be leaders, right? And if you're not, uh, if they're not understanding what this means now, then we're trying to get them as leaders to understand there's a problem. So at that level, so I think you know, that there's a difference in how you how you t- to treat it from an early age up until you know um, the master's level. That's me, that's my feeling. But it's become politicized now, and that's that's a bit of a pity.
0: Mm-hmm okay i understand uh, so i feel i feel that also travels can can give you this kind of open minded uh, possibilities i remember that i when i started traveling i were i started being more open minded right so so just travel the world uh, experience different cultures experience uh, be open minded for people to meet people right that that could be also be something maybe later uh, during our lifetime uh, in terms of the travels, but but especially if we have for example parents traveling with their kids right and then experiencing also other kids who are you know with different cultures uh that could be also something uh like a learning experience right for, for them i believe
1: oh there's no doubt about that i mean it's it, it's so it's so it's so it's so important um i i've had the opportunity to live now in uh, six different countries in europe and in um Africa with very different cultures, some of the cultural differences I expected, some, you know, I was quite shocked at how different, you know, countries could be, Um, and yes, it broadens the mind, Um, and it really is important, but at the same time, I'm also acutely aware that it's still a privilege that um, only accrues to a relatively few of the world's population as well. And mm-hmm. therefore, um, you know, what did we then do about others? And it means that for those of us who have had that opportunity, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. stop there in our experiences. Stop, it, 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 how do we know that we have learned to embrace that diversity? It's not, ju- it's not in, our, in our, what we say, it's not in our heads, it's in what we do, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can transmit that learning to others, people who we work with, people in our organizations, if we're leaders, right, we must transmit that right um, through our actions, so that yes. it reverberates into uh, yeah, to others. So we have yes. we have a responsibility yes. there.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's say me or anyone else who is li- listening to to us right now would like to start supporting any organizations who supports uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. How they could start? Like what would be the first step? How they can okay. do the research?
1: yes yes the first thing is is really to do the research right and when you listen to experts you'll see um that there are quite um, a, a, you know a lot of organizations that are involved involved in that i mean of course join our linkedin group which is women of um women of uh, the metaverse and web3 and to be honest we have men there as well it's a diversity group so please join that and you'll you'll find out uh, many people who are, who are in that but the other thing is also to be um, also a look at that is that it's, it is still quite um, a privilege right for the knowledge to pass through um, areas like that. So even if you do your search, you may come up with those that are more visible, which means that others that are less visible might might be losing out as well, right? So Mm -hmm. try to look and speak to people within your communities I think is a very important thing as well. And when I say communities, physical communities, right, within your geography, and also see, if you are in a place where you said, look, I want to look at, you know, across the world, you know, then look through the international networks, but also look at your communities, look at the ones that you hear about, and, and then ask. Sometimes it's not necessary, it's that person that um, may be able to, um, you may be able to sort of invest in, but ask them and they will know. Asking is 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 amazing. You'll find that um, somebody will know somebody they can put you in touch with. You know, so reach out yeah. is uh, really um, what I'd say. Reach out. Do you know any good organisations that are doing this? You know, this and that. I hear A, B, C, and B. and you'll be surprised about the the responses that you know, you will you will get. But the thing about it is to to be committed to doing it, and you know you'll find out a, a little bit of work to find the right things, the right ones, but you know you will find. Mm-hmm.
0: Amazing. Perfect. Thank you so much. And uh, so right now I have a question which will require some visualization for the future. So let's say you wake up 10 years from now and you will walk the streets of any place in the world, right? Right. What do you think would be what the future will look like in terms of utilizing of the metaverse, diversity, equity, and, and inclusion? What would be the world looking like in 10 years from now?
1: Wow, if if I'm there, I'm you know strolling some through some some city or you know what I would expect, right? To some extent, ten years, I'm not sure, but to some extent, um, certainly, um, I expect to have some to have mixed reality, right? Then, Mm -hmm. Um, that is to say that I expect because I expect that you're walking through um, you know a city or a place, right? And you're experiencing city or or a place, right? But you're able to have the facility to have um over that, right, like we have in some cars, the ability to have something that sort of, um, is able to tell you where the nearest restaurant is to give you information about the place, et cetera. So that's some kind of sort of um, 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 artificial reality. Um, Mm -hmm. is superimposed right on where you are so you're experiencing physically the place but at the same time right Mm -hmm. you um, are getting that kind of um, interaction or it might be music playing or might be the history of the place talking history of the place or might be telling where the coolest place to go to is or you know you might have a guide right who's guiding Mm -hmm. you as you're going along so that's what I expect but I hope at the same time that I will see a lot more green spaces, right, so I'll be experiencing it in green, green spaces as we begin to um, understand the importance of uh, sustainability, right, so you know, much more green spaces, um, I imagine that because we'll have less sort of um, brick and mortar commercial spaces, right? That what may happen is that if you're going to, um, say a shop or something, right? That you then leave that space into the metaverse, which might be a physical three walls, right? Maybe not four walls and enter the metaverse of this uh, uh, company, right? And experience what it is, you know, the products and services that they're offering through their own uh, metaverse installation, right? So So that is what I would expect. But, you know, I expect it to be more green spaces, um, because we're, we're, we're concerned in terms of sustainability um, and uh, to have a you know, mixed reality as well, and then come out from mixed reality into the metaverse, into virtual reality. You know, I, I think that if it's 10 years, I'm not so sure if it were 10 years, but that is where I think it's heading.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Do you also believe that we will have more women in in technology?
1: In technology, we. Uh, you see, the thing is um, we have to. We have to, when we see the, you know, the figures, I mean, one thing I'll share with you, which is just general, which is about uh, uh, gender equality, just general, was um, the most sort of, you know, uh, depressing statistics, which came out, data which came out on, I think it was on Tuesday or so, which uh, was from UN Women that said that based on our rate of progress, right, that it'll take 300 years to achieve gender equality. I mean, that is, you know, we knew 100 and something years was already too long, right, and you you have that. But it says, if we do not invest, right, mm-hmm. in women and girls. So that is it. So we have the opportunity, right, to make change. So it's as simple as that. And that responsibility is all of us. Um, I think uh, many yes. years back, we sort of felt that somebody somewhere had to do something. No, it's incumbent on all of that, that, the kind of thing that you're doing now. So if we do invest, right? And we've seen it in countries who have done that for various reasons sometimes it was through crisis how we were able to leap up the um, you know the rankings of you know the most diverse uh, countries in the world right so there's possibility to make change within a generation very mm-hmm. possible intentionally but we all have to part of that so it's just to say that you know if we don't do anything right um this is the situation we find ourselves in if we do something and we invest in it right yes which yes. is the reason why we're here here possibilities for change and that's the world that you know really we want want to see because if we want the world that is pleasant to live in, that is inclusive, the world that can, you know, we can do things that make us to the best of this, of of the talent we have in the world, right, Um, a more peaceful world, right, A more sustainable world, we need to be an inclusive world.
0: I 100% agree, yes. And so, I mean, I have I have two last questions for you. So, one is more about give some kind of uh, advice for someone who is just starting. Any sure. book recommendation sure. or sure. any resource about Metaverse Web three? So, anything that you can recommend?
1: Yes. Oh gosh, And now I've forgotten his name. But you know, if I if I do remember, I think it's either I think it's Matthew Ball. Matthew but Ball. He, yes. Matthew Ball. You know. Um, he has um, a wonderful book, but you know, um, even just the fourteen-minute video about metaverse—it's key. Everybody should listen to that, right? And mm-hmm. then, um, so that's the first thing. That one of the things that I'd say that you know, you should, um, you know, people should, uh, should have a look at, right? Then um, I would say that, you know, and then around that, you see the loss of, of writings around metaphors, but things are going to change anything that anybody has written and is published right in, 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 I mean, even now might be a bit out of date, but it gives you background. So that's the first step, you know, I'd say, but one thing that I want to, to, to say is to take some practical steps, because mm-hmm. that's where the gap is some is, is very often is that what are the practical steps? Okay, learning about it is about doing doing things right. Yes. And um, whilst the Web3 is something that's still be- being built, there's still certain ways we can engage in you know, Web3, the metaverse. A lot of people hear about NFTs and think of N- N- NF- NFTs as um, you know, digital art, which is one thing. But there's a lot besides. I and mean, for example, you sent me the invitation right, to this, which was an NFT. Right? Now, um, it's just to say that what does that mean? The thing is, first of all, your wallet, right, which is a digital wallet, is your entry into, very often, it's like your ID. So you need a, um, you know, um, a wallet, you could be, I mean, Meta, um, uh, Metamask is one of the biggest, for example, it's your ID. Mm-hmm. Then um, someone like Open Space, where, you, kind of, you, know, you know, you can see that on web too, but if you really want to engage, you have to um, have your, your ID. Go and see what's happening on OpenSea and have a look, um, have a look at that, right, explore some of these spaces and have a look at that discord is uh, a community that is very much used by those in the three years world well. find yeah. out through a community you trust people who you know which of the communities can I go in? because sometimes discord I mean you know is, 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 is a little bit you know <laughs> all over the place right so find a trusted community that you can join and you know start having conversations within uh, that community so these are also some you know try out that um, if you go on to, yeah you have a digital wallet yes you might you know buy some um, you know you might basically to um, some um, Digital currency? Well, you don't have to, people don't realize to so start off, you know, you you just need it is your identities, is a digital identity. So you need to do that um, to start off with. So these are a few practical steps, I think, and then um, and explore, explore, safely explore. Yes.
0: Great, great advices. I can definitely relate with the wallet. Uh, like, yes. like yeah, this is something that when 20 20, 30 years ago, like everyone were just starting to having, you know, emails. Then yes. pe- people were starting to having uh, social media accounts, right? Yeah. Now is the time really to have your wallet because that's that yes. in ten years will be exactly your identity. Every, everything will be on on that wallet. That's yeah. it. Yes. Hundred percent agree. It, yes. Perfect. So last question, Anino, to you: Where can we find you and follow your journey?
1: Find it. the best place to find me is um, on on the, on the major um, social media ch- uh, channels, but. LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me. Um, mm-hmm. You'll find me my name, Dr. Anina Moore I'm there. I am on um, Instagram on Dr. Moore, but that's just more, more fun. Um, I'm also on Twitter as uh, Dr. Moore, but really on, on LinkedIn, the best to find me. Um, mm-hmm. To do with um, the Web3 and the Metaverse, we have our community women, um, women of Metaverse and Web3 on LinkedIn. Um, send an mm-hmm. invitation, we'd love for you to join. Or, or the only requirement to have is that you're interested, that's all, you know, in the space, right? Um, men, women. Um, and um follow me and from there you know um click on the on the on the bell button so that you get some alerts and you'll see what it is you know i am doing we have also um, a newsletter on linkedin which we we send out you know from time to time as well
0: amazing thank you so much anino that was a very lovely conversation i really enjoyed it i think that people will learn a lot from from our conversation and exactly as you said like uh, i really strongly recommend to follow anino She's creating amazing content, so, so you, will, you will also learn a lot. Thank you so much, Anina.
1: Chris, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks
0: again for listening to this web podcast. If you want to learn more about what I'm working on, please follow me on LinkedIn. All the resources that were mentioned today, you will find in the description. Check out other episodes of WebReduers and if you like them, please subscribe and leave a review on the podcasting app you're currently listening on. If you are not part of Web WebReduers community for thought leaders and content creators, please join us. You will find the link as well in the description. See you on the next podcast episode.